everybody. Welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, which is my podcast and uh, my video cast. And today we're trying something new. We're going live on YouTube. So some of you, I hopefully will get to watch this live and we'll get to be together in this moment, uh, which I love that we get to do that. And so it's pretty fun to be on that together. Um, but I thought on this day, I, I usually, by the way, if you're brand new to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, it's, it's the idea of what's up. Uh, what's up in our world? What's up biblically? What's up uh, that we would want to know about or deal with? Uh, what's up in my marriage? What's up in my finances? Uh, what's up with how I can make some good decisions in life? And so I really want to talk about what's up in our world in a very practical way. So what's up with Pastor Chuck? If you ever wondered why we call it that. Um, the other thing I want you to know is uh, I probably get asked one question right now more than any other. And so today I wanted to take some time to kind of talk with you about that. Well, we're going to deal with the question uh, in a way that I hope will make sense. We could go super in-depth and super long, which at some point we might. But what is that question? The question is, is the coronavirus... Uh, actually a sign that we're in the last days? Is it one of the signs of the coming of Jesus Christ? And um, I want to tell you without a doubt, I believe it is. I believe it is one of the signs. It's not the plague. There's a, a major pandemic plague coming, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the Bible teaches, Jesus taught, we should know uh, the signs of our times. We should be aware of his coming. Now, every now and then, and this is really important, Someone will say to me, but wait a minute, I thought his coming, the coming of Jesus, the second coming of Jesus when he returns would be like a thief in the night and no one would know that he's coming. He would come and, and rapture us into heaven and then what would happen is, is we wouldn't be aware of those days and times. But that's actually a misunderstanding of that particular idea of th thief in the night. So let me now, and, and hopefully you could grab a Bible, if not, uh, mark this kind of in your mind. Uh, and if you want, you can go back and listen. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 is where we need to start. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And Paul says this in verse 1. Now as to the times and the epochs, brethren, you have no need for anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. So Paul says, yeah, you know it's going to be just like a thief in the night. And then it says this. While they are saying, and who's the they? I want you to think about that. Who are the they? While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly, like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. And he goes, but you, brethren, are not in the darkness that the day would overtake you like a thief. Okay, let's stop there. Did you hear those words? Paul said, you and I who are Christians, you and I who know Jesus, we're not in the darkness that the day would overtake us like a thief. So it's going to happen at a time when people in the world are saying peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes. By the way, I think many of you, we got a taste of that right now uh, when I believe that this is actually one of the labor pains of the coming of the Lord. Uh, the signs of the Lord are like labor pains on a pregnant woman, Paul says. And what happens when a woman's pregnant? She knows about the time that her babies do, but she doesn't know when the labor will start. And, and it'll come suddenly, and all of a sudden it's painful, and, and the pains start out further apart, and they get closer together and more intense, closer together and more 
intense. As a matter of fact, it is possible for a woman to be in labor and kind of wondering, is this it? But then when it comes in power, when it comes in intensity, she knows for sure the baby's coming. We know that the coming of Jesus is like labor pains on a pregnant woman. That's what Paul said here. That's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24. He said it's like labor pains on a pregnant woman. And, and what happens is this. There are certain signs that tell us he's coming. And they're ones that you and I as Christians should be aware of. You and I as Christians should not miss so that we know the days we live in. Paul says, you know the times, you know the epics uh, of what we're living in. You know the season we're living in. While we don't know the day or hour, we know enough of what's going on to know about the times we live in. And so Paul says this, but you brethren are not in darkness that the day would overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We're not of the night nor of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert. He said, I want you guys to be alert. I want you to be aware. That's why I love talking about this with you because I'm so excited for Jesus to come back. I'm so excited for us to be raptured, to be with him. And so we watch for those signs out of love and anticipation and not out of fear. It's faith over fear, prayer over panic. And so prayer over pandemic panic. And so in this season, we can really focus ourselves that way. And then listen to what he goes on to say in verse eight, because it's worth not missing this. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on a breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we are alive together with him. The idea of awake or asleep he's talking about there because he talked about it earlier is some Christians have died. We consider them to be asleep, not truly dead, waiting for the rapture, waiting for the coming of the Lord. Uh, and, and so what he says, whether you're alive or you're dead, get ready. Whether you're alive or dead, beware. And then he says, encourage one another and build up one another just as you're doing. So he wants us to be aware and he wants us not to be caught like a thief in the night. And so that's one of the things that Paul is talking about and calling for uh, in this very moment, that we would not be caught off guard in this moment, that we would actually be so aware of who he, Jesus is and of the signs of his coming. So what I want to do right now is remind you that Jesus did give us signs to watch for. And we are called by Jesus himself and by Paul to be alert, to be watching, to be waiting, to be ready. So where does Jesus give us signs? Well, he gives them to us in Matthew chapter 24, Luke chapter 21, and also Mark chapter 13 and the book of Revelation. Paul gives us signs in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 or 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and, and 5, and also 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So that's probably a lot. Good news, you can go back and replay this. And, and I would encourage you, if you want to have a really fun Bible study, uh, write down the, go to Matthew 24, write down all the signs in order, then go to Luke 21. There's a little bit different take, but they're in the same order with a little bit different take. Mark 13 has the same uh, signs, same order. And then also, uh, Revelations, they're in the same order. 2 Thessalonians 2, the same order. So we know the signs are always given in order, which is a little bit of a different take on each of them without changing the order. And you can know the times we live in. So we get to Luke uh, chapter 21. 
what happens is Jesus is going to give them the signs of his coming. And it says this, he says in verse 8, Luke 21, verse 8, See to it that you are not misled, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. So one of the signs of the coming of Jesus is people who are false Christs, and they pretend uh, uh, to be false messiahs. And we've seen that constantly happen throughout history. Verse 9 says, When you hear of wars and disturbances, do not be terrified, for these things must be take place. First, but the end does not follow immediately. So we know there will be wars and there will be times of civil unrest in the world. And that's actually a sign of the Lord's coming. By the way, we know as he gets closer, war and violence will increase. And uh, I believe we're actually seeing that happen in the world today. Um, then in verse 10, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. The word nation there is a Greek word, ta ethne, and it literally means ethnic group, an ethnicity. And so one of the signs of the coming of Jesus is ethnic uh, group will battle ethnic group. There will be racial violence, racial hatred. And, and he said, that's a sign of my coming. And when you see that starting and escalating, you know that I'm coming. And the kingdom against kingdom is nation fighting against nation. And in Revelation chapter 6, the Lord warns that a day will come that peace is taken from the earth never to return again until Jesus returns again. And I believe, by the way, that happened in 1948. We've not known a day of peace since 1948 when Israel became a nation and peace left this earth. And so we're, we're watching an increase in war and more people live in places of violence today than at any time in the world's history. And then he says this, in various places, plagues. Now, this is COVID-19. He says, when you see disease happening in various places around the world that gets the world attention, that causes fear within the world, that causes anxiety to rise, and so we're seeing that like we never have before. This particular outbreak is worse in far as creating fear uh, than, than even the 1918 Spanish flu, which was one of the worst uh, uh, pandemics the world ever experienced. And I think without a doubt, one of the reasons it's scaring everybody because it spread so quickly, it spread so rapidly. And, and even at the death rate it has, which they call the mortality rate, the case mortality rate, we're watching more people die uh, that we didn't expect. And we know this, this virus could mutate. Uh, by the way, this has been said to be coming. The Bible said this would happen, but so did the World Health Organization. It warned a day's coming and the world wasn't getting ready for it. Uh, the Center for Disease Control has warned it's coming and the world's not getting ready for it. Uh, some of the top scientists today are telling you and I there's a possibility in the flu uh, in the fall that when the flu and coronavirus actually rise, it could actually get worse than it is now. Will it for sure? It, no, we don't know for sure. But the Bible says when you see disease spreading around the world, threatening lives, scaring people, causing unrest, Jesus said, then look up. That's one of the signs of my coming. And then it says this will be terrors and great signs in the heavens. And so Jesus warned that all of this was going to happen and he warned us to get ready. And so he did that in Luke 21. Uh, he does that also in Matthew chapter 24. And so what I want you to think about 
What are some of those things that Jesus said would happen around this time? What are some of those things he said are going to occur? And so Jesus said this in Matthew 24, 7. I hope I'm not losing you, so hang in with me. He said, nation will rise against nation, which we just talked about, kingdom against kingdom, in various places there'll be famines and earthquakes. And then Luke added on that Jesus said, there'll be plagues or a global pandemic. Then, listen to this, but all these are the, merely the beginning of birth pangs. What are we looking for next? Then, while these things are happening, then they will deliver you, meaning Christians, to tribulation and will kill you and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. Then many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and mislead many. Now, what am I trying to get you ready for, okay? Jesus is telling you that First, there will come a time of famine, earthquakes, and disease. War will be happening all around the world. Racial unrest will be occurring. And then he says, then at that point, after those pandemic is hit, there's going to become a worldwide persecution. So one of the signs of the coming of the Lord is a worldwide persecution. By the way, in Revelation 6, we have a global pandemic that, that actually causes 25% of the world to die then there's a global persecution according to Revelation chapter 6. And so Jesus says in Matthew 24, there'll be a global persecution. And then he said this, when Christians are persecuted at that level, many will fall away from the faith. Uh, many will turn away from Jesus. So what is this called? Well, it's called the apostasy. So in Th 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul is talking about the rapture. And so I am glad you can go back and replay this so you understand it. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul's talking about the rapture, and he says this in 2 Thessalonians 2.1. Now we request you, brethren, and re with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering gather to him. So he said, I'm talk telling you this. I want you to know about the day that we get to go to be with Jesus. It's the rapture when we're gathered together to be with him. Listen to what Paul said about it. Not You should not be quickly shaken from your composure or disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter from us as to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Listen to what he says more. Let no one deceive you. Verse three, let no one deceive you. You guys, please listen to this. Paul says, I don't want you to be deceived. It will not come. The rapture will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God and object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. And, he, and Paul says, do you not remember that while I was with you, I was telling you these things. So what I wanted to get to is this. Is, is the coronavirus, is COVID-19 a sign, one of the signs of the coming of the Lord? The answer is yes, it is. Plagues in various places. What comes next? What comes next is a persecution of Christians and the apostasy. The apostasy means a divorce. It means a great falling away. It's specifically what Jesus said. Then many will fall away and, 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 and turn away during that time of persecution. So we believe and know that a time is coming when there will be an apostasy where people fall away. Right now, churches are being filled 
And man, I love it. But when persecution comes, it's going to start to empty. And uh, I want to tell you that day is coming. It's one of the next signs. But it also says the Antichrist is going to be revealed. So the Antichrist is the, the man of lawlessness. The Antichrist will be revealed. So Christians, we're going to be here for a persecution and apostasy and the revealing of the Antichrist. Are we seeing anything that points to that right now? Well, I, I think we really are. Um, if you haven't been following the news on this, you need to be aware uh, that one of the things that's going on right now is the desire to be able to track people. See, we want to know who has the disease and who doesn't. Too many people are asymptomatic. In other words, they actually can be carriers of the disease, but don't have the symptoms of it. But they can create a global pandemic. The problem is you may be around people like that and they may be exposing you. So the question is, how can we track those people? And one of the things that's being proposed right now is that people either be given a biometric uh, a reading of their hand, or I'm here, I, there's actually an article out now, right now called, Are We Going Orwellian? And if you want to search for it on Google, there's a movement that actually have a computer trip ins inserted in people so that if you're tested to have the virus, they not only know you have it, they know everywhere you go. Now, we're living in a time where people are willing to give up their rights. Uh, I don't know if you're watching it happen. People are, and maybe you don't agree with me. I see people being willing to surrender their rights to the government, uh, to institutions, so that we can be safer. I'm not sure that's all bad, by the way. I'm not politically motivated to even talk about whether it's right or wrong. I just see it happening. So what's up? What's up is right now we're living in a time where people want to know who has a disease and who doesn't. Coronavirus is bad. There's no doubt. It's, it's staggering what it can do. But there's another disease coming that's going to be worse. And when that one comes and the death rate is far higher, people are more than ever going to want to know who has it and who doesn't. Who's a carrier and who's not. And so you already know if you've been watching the news, Google and Apple are trying to bring about technology so we can track people. And we also know that there are different ways to track them. We could use your electronic device or what happens if we have a way to track you biometrically or because of an insertion of a chip. Then why not go to the next step that you can't buy or sell unless you have it. And the Bible calls that the mark of the Antichrist or the mark of the beast. So what I believe is coming is that we're going to see people wanting to be able to track other people during the next season of an, a global pandemic. I think we're going to see an escalation of people wanting to get things in place technologically for that to occur. And so what will happen is there will become a world leader, a leader who will rise up in Europe, who's going to probably be the head of the European Union. He will solidify power in Europe, and then he's going to propose a tracking system based on a mark that you can't buy or sell unless you have. And then people will not only know how much money you have, they will know if you have a disease or you're a carrier of it or not. And so 
in that moment, we're going to see the next sign coming. So all at the same time, I believe the mark of the beast is going to be rolled out probably voluntarily in the beginning. But I want to tell you, I think we're living in a world today where a lot of people will take it so they can know who has a disease and who doesn't, who they've been in contact with and who they haven't. We also are going to see then that attached to the economy, which by the way, could be an economic boom. In other words, it could actually create an economy that's stronger and, and more resilient. And, and so there'll be lots of reasons for that to take place. Uh, we also will see a diminishing of crime initially. By the way, it's interesting. This pandemic has called, caused crime to go down in many places, almost all places in the United States. Uh, but when this comes out, it'll be able to, to help people not have to be so afraid they can be stolen from. But this will be at first handed out voluntarily. Then when Christians say we're not going to take it, because in Revelation 13, we're warned not to take it. So in Revelation 13, Revelation 14, you can read more about this. By the way, Revelation 19 also tells us the mark will come with deception. In other words, people will be told it's a good thing and we should all take it. Revelation 19 says people will be deceived into taking it. But Christians who are aware and not caught like a thief in the night won't take it, which will mean there'll be a backlash against us, which will bring about a persecution, which will bring about the apostasy, which will bring about the unveiling of the Antichrist. And, and during that time, we're going to enter an age of miracles. So I wanted to close on some good news since some of you might not think this is good news. So get ready for some good news that even though there may be persecution, even though it'll be the time we have to say no to taking the mark, um, let me tell you the good news. We're going to enter an age of miracles. Uh, in the Bible, uh, there were certain times when miracles happened more than others. So in the time of Moses in Egypt, miracles were very obvious and seen. In the time of Elijah and Elisha, miracles happened in incredible ways that could be seen. In the time of Jesus, obviously, miracles happened uh, that were so incredible that no one could miss who Jesus was. In the last days, the Bible says we're going to enter a time of miracles where the waters turned to blood again, but not just in Egypt, all around the world, uh, where we actually see uh, great signs in the heaven, where we see healings, where we see more, more powerful things happening, and where we see two men revealed, uh, even though the Antichrist will be revealed, the Bible says the two men have been raptured in the Bible will be revealed. Elijah will come again, bringing miracles. Uh, I believe the uh, another witness is going to come. It'll be Enoch. Some people think it'll be Moses. We'll have to wait and see who they are. But they're going to come. The, the temple will be rebuilt. I think the Antichrist is going to help rebuild the temple, by the way. So at first, people will think he's good. But all of us who are Christians have been studying the scriptures. will see him revealed for who he is as he helps the temple be rebuilt, as he helps bring peace on earth, as he helps rescue the worldwide economy. But we're going to know who he is before the evil side of him is revealed. And during that season, you're going to watch the Holy Spirit move like never before. And uh, so the Bible teaches all these things are about to take place and that there will be 144,000 Jewish men who are going to be 
turn to Jesus, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and they're going to be going out all around the world. We in the church are going to embrace them, and we're going to see miracles happen like never before. So I don't want you to see just doom and gloom. I want you to see all this is about to happen. Now, for some of you out there who are going, wait a minute. This sounds like sci-fi. Wait a minute. This sounds like it couldn't even be real. Let me tell you that three months ago when I've been teaching that a global pandemic was coming, many of people said, oh, this can't happen and it won't be real. How real is it? How real is it? And every sign that Jesus said would happen has been fulfilled or yet is to be fulfilled, and they all will. So what's up, you guys? What's up is that we are living in the last days. What's up is you need to be more committed to Christ than ever. What's up is there's more signs coming in our day and time. And I believe we're living in the last days, and I believe we are living in the end times. Now, is it tomorrow? I don't know. Is it a year from now? I don't know. Is it 10, 20, 30 years from now? Yeah, yeah I don't know. But I'm telling you, it's happening. And the cool thing is, the more we're in scripture learning, the more we'll be ready. Matter of fact, I've been very excited about something that maybe not be exciting to you. But people who have been in ministry with me years and years ago have been writing me and writing Pam, saying, where's that sermon you taught? Because Pastor Chuck, you said it was coming. And you know what? I'm not the only one. Other pastors have been warning too. So you guys, what's up? We're in the last days. What's up? We're in the most exciting time ever. And another what's up moment. Why did God have you be born in this time? It's not an accident you're alive today. It's not an accident you're, uh, you're breathing and the most exciting times we could ever live, the last days. And it's because you have a purpose and you have a calling. And I want to say, just like I want you to watch for the coming of the Lord, I want you to be sure of your purpose and sure of your calling because you were born for such a time as this and you matter. You matter to God. So that's my what's up for today. Uh, by the way, if you agree with me, I'd love for you to let me know. If you disagree, I, I love that too. It's okay we disagree. Just let's keep loving each other through this time. Uh, and so you can like this in the YouTube channel. You can share it. Uh, you can comment. Uh, we'll be looking at those. Uh, by the way, uh, this will kind of date this. But the first Wednesday in May, we're going to call it Q&A in the month of May. And so on, on Wednesdays, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take your questions. So now I've just been giving you a lot of information. Uh, in Wednesday, we're going to worship. Uh, we're going to have a time of invitation. Uh, we're going to do lots of other things. But most of all, Wednesday nights, at least in this month of May, are dedicated to answering your questions, which I won't know. We're not going to take them ahead of time. I want, I want you to be able to get in and try to get your question in. And, and we'll do that together. So invite friends to that and make comments on that too. Uh, so anyway, God bless you guys. God bless you guys. And may this be a great time for you to stay safe and stay filled with the Holy Spirit. God bless you.